Thank you, Brother Terry. You couldn't help because the tape was dragging there. Uh, I wouldn't. I've, I've done the same, time, uh, same thing every time I try to use one of those tapes. Thank you, Brother Terry. Thank you, praise team, and thank all of you for taking part in worship. This morning, I want to share a sermon that I've entitled, How to Overcome Your Valleys, and I believe Brother Terry some other songs brought that point out. We're going to be looking at Psalm 23, and we'll read that in a few minutes. You can go ahead and turn to Psalm 23. I know you're familiar with this, this psalm. It's a wonderful psalm. Do you know that one of the greatest dangers is that we become so familiar with the 23rd Psalm that we miss some of the beauties of it. One time a botanist was on his hands and knees with a magnifying glass looking down at a little flower in the pasture. And this big old brawly shepherd came and stood behind him and kindly watched him as he looked with this magnifying glass. And at first the shepherd thought that it was funny. Here's a man on his hands and knees with a magnifying glass and he's just looking at a little flower. And recognizing the shepherd was behind him, the botanist said, well, come and look. And so the shepherd knelt down and he took the magnifying glass. And he looked at this beautiful bluebell flower and suddenly as that shepherd looked at that flower with that magnifying glass tears began to roll down his cheek and the botanist asked him says why are you crying and the shepherd said well I knew they were there and I just think of how many I've trampled under my feet without really looking at I read that and I began to wonder about if we don't do that to some of the more familiar passages in the Bible, such as, love your neighbor as yourself. Why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say? Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Go ye therefore into all the world, preach the gospel baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. All those that we hear from time to time, we need to pause from time to time and just take a look deep into those verses to see what God is really saying to us. And so I'd like for you to stand with me as we read together from the screen Psalm 23. And then we're going to look at one verse of Psalm 23 as we properly magnify that and prayerfully that God will magnify that verse to us in our life. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, 
I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with all. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. And help us, we pray, Lord, to take this passage and the text there in verse 4. And Father, I pray that you would drive it home to our very souls. Lord, that our lives will be changed. Help us, we pray today, as we look in a way that you've given us that we can overcome, overcome those valleys in our lives. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Have you ever really thought of the depth and the scope of Psalm 23? I mean, it's, it's sweet to a small child. Probably one of the first Bible verses I ever learned as a child was Psalm 23. It's sweet to a small child, but at the same time, it's kind of perplexing to a scholar. It's quoted in a preschool class. It's quoted in, in uh, locker rooms before a football game. It's quoted perhaps after a football game as, peop- as the athletes gather there in the middle of the field. It's quoted at weddings. It's quoted at funerals. It's inserted in a little funeral leaflet that's handed out at someone's funeral. It's quoted on the battlefield. And so this morning, I want us to look at the fourth verse as we allow God to speak to our hearts in a sermon on how to overcome valleys. Look, if you will, at verse 4. God's Word says this. The psalmist says, Yea, though I walk through. Now, you can underline that word through. Well, underline though. Yea, though I walk through. Through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you, the King James says, thou, underline thou, underline you. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, thou art with me. There's our answer. Our answer in how to overcome our valleys is right at the beginning of verse 4. So how can we overcome our valleys? Now if you're taking notes, the first point on the outline, you'll notice as this verse assures us that there will be dark possibilities. Yea, though. That tells us there's going to be some dark valleys in our life. It is very possible that this afternoon, when you leave this building, you may start into a valley. I mean, the next phone call may begin a valley. The next text you receive may begin a a valley. You may turn the corner somewhere today and plunge yourself into a dark valley or be plunged into a dark valley. Now, we have different names for valleys. Uh, We have 
different names. Or maybe our valley could be a health crisis. It could be our own personal health crisis. The valley could be the health crisis of our spouse. The valley could be a health crisis of another family member. The valley could be a job crisis, which would lead to a financial crisis. Those are valleys. Maybe a marriage crisis, that's a valley. A separation or divorce. A relationship with teenagers, a boyfriend or a girlfriend, a breakup. That's a deep valley for some of our youth. Maybe the death of a family member, a spouse perhaps, or maybe a close friend. You know, in Psalms, the psalmist in Psalm 23, he was thinking the worst. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Now, when you go to Israel and you go to Jerusalem, right at the base of the Mount of Olives, there's this spring that comes out around pretty close to the base of the Mount of Olives, and it forms into a little river, and that river, a little small river, flows down into a valley toward the, red, uh, toward the Dead Sea. And for centuries, for years and years and years, and centuries upon centuries, this little river has cut and cut and cut until it's cut a chasm at some places, it's 1,500 feet deep. In some places, it's about 15 feet wide. Some places, it's about 20 feet wide. And you can walk through that valley. Some areas, 15. Some areas, 20 feet wide. It's a very dangerous, narrow, deep, scary valley. I couldn't find it uh, last night, but I had my picture well, I was looking out, really, I stepped off of a bus there and made a picture of the valley of the shadow of death. It's a literal place. It's a dangerous place. It's where uh, bad animals hung out, bears and lions and then robbers. It's a valley of the shadow of death. And David is literally speaking of an actual place, but figuratively speaking, our lesson is any child of God can have a dark valley. You've been in them. You may be going through one right now. You may be in one right now. But don't think for a moment, just because that you're a Christian, that you won't have a problem or you won't have some trouble. Jot down the scripture, Psalm 34, verse 19. Listen to God's word. Psalm 34, just jot the verse down. You can go back and refer to it. Verse uh, Psalm 34, verse 19. God's Word says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Not the lost. But many are the afflictions of the righteous. But, the flip side of that, is the Lord delivers him out of all of them. We're going to have afflictions. Not just one or two, but the Bible says we're going to have many of those. Jot down the scripture, 1 Peter chapter 5. Verse 10 to go back to. Listen to God's word. But may the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after you have suffered a while perfect, established, strengthened, and settle you. In other words, notice he speaks of God's grace and God's glory and then he speaks of suffering. He speaks of God's God's uh, grace and his glory, and then you have the grief. We're going to suffer. And after you suffered for, for a while, um, 
We're going to overcome that suffering. Adrian Rogers said this, and I like what he said in regards to this. He says, God only had one son without sin, but he, had not, but he has not any who has no sorrow. He only had one son without sin, but he has no son without sorrow. All of us, all of his children have sorrow. Sooner or later, there's going to be a hush that comes into our home. It's came into our home. It's been sorrow. There's a hush that's been in your home. But you can't, but remember this, you can't have a valley unless you have a mountain. They go together. So Psalm 23 is perched between two mountains. Now think of this. In Psalm 22, Psalm 22 tells about the crucifixion of our Lord and speaks of Mount Moriah. And so you have the crucifixion of our Lord on a mountain, Mount Moriah, Mount Calvary, same mountain. Psalm 23, you have a valley. You have a mountain, the crucifixion of our Lord. Psalm 23, you have a valley. Psalm 24, you have the coronation of the Lord Jesus in verse 8. And 10. So you have a mountain and a valley, then you have another mountain. That's the trilogy of Psalms in a very distinct order. The, you have the Savior's cross, Psalm 22, the shepherd's crook, and Psalm 23, and then you have the sovereign crown in verse in chapter, I'm sorry, chapter 24. 22 is a mountain, 23 is the valley, 24 is another mountain. And so for every valley, there must be a mountain. For every shadow, there must be a light. You don't never need to forget that. For every valley, there's a mountain. But for every shadow, there's a light. And so, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, yea, though simply means there's some dark possibilities for me on the horizon. One day... I'm going to go through a valley. I'll go through that valley, but there are other valleys waiting. So how do I overcome my valleys? First of all, I have to remember there's some dark possibilities. They're going to come. going to come to me. going to come to you. Secondly, if you take a notes, there's a determined purpose. Do you see that? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Yea, though I walk through the valley. So remember, God doesn't just lead us into a valley and leave us there. He always brings us through the valley. Yea, though I walk through. Remember Psalm 34, verse 19? Listen to what it says. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. And so I'm going to have dark possibilities. But then I have this promise that I'm going to walk through those. He brings us in only to lead us out. That's going to happen to me in my life. The point is God is going to bring you through whatever you're going through that you consider a dark time in your life. You know, I trust that some of you have ridden airplanes, and I really don't like to fly, but I've had to from time to time go on mission trips. And I notice sometimes we'll take off and it'll be an overcast sky and I've always prayed, Lord, don't let it be a thunderstorm, you know. And, and so you take off and then all of a sudden you get into the clouds. And maybe it is kind of uh, bumpy in that cloud. You know, you always know that when you go in that cloud, you're going you're to have some bumps and you're going to have some turbulence. 
you know, and you're in the cloud, and you stay in it sometimes for 20 minutes, and you're just bumping that planes, bumping this way and that way, and, and all of a sudden you just burst through those clouds into the bright sunshine. The sun's shining. You're thinking, my goodness gracious, you know, we're in the clouds bumping all around, and the sun was... The sun burst forth, and the sun was there all along. It was there all the time. You know, we just came through a winter storm, and, and I would hear people say, well, I wish the sun would shine. Think about that. The sun shines all the time. It shines all the time. And the sun, the S-O-N, will always bring us through whatever we're going through. So whatever you're going through in your life may be cloudy, may be bumpy, may be some turbulence, may be rough, but I promise you, based on God's Word, He's going to bring you through it. So this morning, I don't know what your dark possibility is, but I can promise you, based on God's Word, that one day God's going to bring you through and you're going to come out of those clouds. Just remember this, you're coming through. Say to yourself, whatever it is, I'm coming through this. God's going to lead me through this. And David knew that. He learned that lesson when he was a young man, that God would bring him through whatever he, he was facing at a dark time in his life. He'd been in the valley of suffering. Uh, when Saul persecuted him, he came through. He'd been in the valley of slander. Uh, there were a group that began to tell lies about Has anybody ever told a lie on you? Well, they were telling lies on David, but God brought him through. He'd been in the valley of sin. He'd committed adultery with Bathsheba, but through repentance and agony, God brought him through. He'd been through the valley of sorrow. He had a little baby to die because of his sin. He'd been through the, the valley of of sorrow because his son Absalom had died, but he came through. He knew what it was to be in a dark valley, but God had always brought him through, and he'll bring you through, he'll bring me through, whatever valley that we're in. We need to remember that. Yea, though, there's a possibility. Dark, there's dark possibilities. Yea, though, I'll walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I go through that. I go through it. So there's a determined a purpose. We go through it. Yea, though, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But then I'll notice this, and I'll close with this. There is a delightful promise. Yea, though, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. There is a delightful promise. David Never left his sheep alone. A shepherd always stayed with his sheep. Always went through the valley with them. Always stayed with his sheep. Jesus, the great shepherd, said this. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. That was a promise. Do you think God's with you today as we've gathered for worship? you think God's here? Sure, he's here today. Do you think God's with you during your devotional time? He's with you during your devotional time. Do you think God is with you during the good times in your life? Sure, he's, good. he's there with us in the good times. But listen, God will never be closer to you than when you're in a dark valley. He's going to be close to you. He's going to be there with you. Isaiah puts it this way in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 2. Listen to God's word. Jot this verse down. The Lord says, For I... 
For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. And I gave, oh, I'm sorry, verse 2. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Verse 3 says, For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. He's going to be with us. And so that is a delightful promise to know that He's going to be with us. Now notice, Thou art with me. You are with me. So David never left his sheep alone. God never leaves us alone. The great shepherd said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. God is with us today, but he'll never be closer to us than when we're in that dark valley. Isaiah 43, verse 2. Make sure you have that jotted down. Now, why is he with us? Two, th two reasons. Let me share these real quick. His presence vanishes fear. So there's a delightful promise. His presence vanishes fear. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. God's not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and power and of sound mind. And so his presence vanishes fear. So the question is, why should we be afraid if he's with us? If God is with us, the Bible says, who can be against us? So, friend, it's better to be in a dark valley with the Lord than to be on a mountaintop not with the Lord. Okay? I'd rather be in the dark valley knowing God's with me than to be on the mountaintop and everything's going fine and never consider the Lord at all. And He's with us always. But we notice Him more when we're in that dark valley. And so His presence vanishes fear. I will fear no evil for thou art with me. But jot this down. His presence provides protection. He says, thy rod, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So the rod, talk about the rod just a moment. It was just a long grapevine type thing with a, with a big root on the end. And most time it was carved to where it would be a, a, a large bog, kind of like a, just for protection, self-protection, but also to protect the sheep. And he would take that rod and he'd be able to sling it. It wasn't that long. It was somewhere around two feet, I guess. And you could sling it and you could warn off. Uh, I believe David killed a lion with the rod and he killed a bear with the rod. And, uh, and so it was used for self-protection. It was used to take care of the sheep. And so his presence provides protection. Thy rod and thy staff. And so the shepherd would take care of his sheep. David thought, listen, how much more, if I'm taking care of my sheep, how much more is God going to take care of me? And then he says, thy staff, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And so the staff was just a long stick, and, you know, it was held in water for a while, and, and it was crooked, and you know what the shepherd's rod, or shepherd's staff looks like, and it has its crook, and that crook had a purpose. And the purpose was it could pull a sheep out of some quicksand. It could pull a sheep out of mud. It could pull a sheep out of crevice. He used it to pull his sheep. But then he used that rod of that staff to guide his sheep. And he, wouldn't, he would never hit the sheep with the staff. He laid the staff on the sheep. And he'd just walk around with that staff on the sheep. And, and he would guide that sheep with his staff. You know, if you've ridden horses... 
A lot of times you just lay your reins over on one side of the horse or the other side, and it'll go whichever side you put your reins on. That's the way that sheep knew that staff. And so he guided that sheep, and he says, thy, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And so he would take that staff, and he would guide the sheep. He never used the rod on the flock, just the staff to guide the flock, to, to lift the sheep out of a crevice, quicksand or mud. And he took care of his sheep, and Jesus does the same. Jot down John verse 28. John verse 28, if you will, and we'll close with this. John 10, 28, I'm sorry. John 10, 28, and he says this, or verse 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life. And they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Verse 27 says, My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. And so Jesus takes care of his own. Just like a shepherd takes care of his own sheep, Jesus takes care of his flock. And so how can we overcome our valleys? First, we have to remember these dark possibilities. You may be in a dark possibility today. You may be in a dark valley today. Don't let that surprise you. All of us go through those dark valleys. And then there's, we have to remember, there's a determined purpose. We're going to go through whatever we're experiencing right now. You're not going to be there for long. You're not going to be there forever. You're going to go through that. You have to remember that. And the third, you have to remember, there's a delightful promise. He's going to be with us. He said his... His rod and staff. The rod protects us, never used on the sheep, but used on those things that would harm the sheep. And the staff is used to guide us and to direct us. And just as a shepherd cared for his sheep, that's how the Lord, even much more, does the Lord care for us. Let's have a word of prayer together. Heavenly Father, thank you for a time that We've had this morning to look at just one verse of Psalm 23, verse 4. And maybe, Lord, we've read over it so fast or quoted it so fast, we've ne really never paid much attention to it. But we kindly focused on it this morning. We put the magnifying glass on that one verse, and there's so much more in your word. But this one verse really spoke to my heart, and I hope that it's spoken to others here. I pray for those who are going through a dark valley at this time, a hard time. And I pray, Lord, that uh, I know you gave me this message for a reason, for a purpose. Someone's hurting, several perhaps are hurting this morning. Where the congregation this size, many are hurting. And I just lift them up to you in prayer. And I pray, Lord, that they'll be reminded that, uh, that this is temporary that dark times will come, valleys will come, but at the same time, they're temporary. Lord, you're going to lead us through those. And so, Father, we have those dark possibilities. We have, that, we have that determined purpose, and that purpose is we're going to go through it. And we can say with confidence, Lord, I'm going to get through this, not by myself, you're going to get me through this. And so just hold on, I'm going through this. And so, Father, I pray they will recognize that today and i pray lord that they'll remember there's a promise involved and that you're going to be with us and lord we're not by ourselves 
but you're going to be with us and you're going to take care of us. Whatever our needs are, you're going to meet those needs. You tell us in your word that if we seek you and we seek your righteousness, all the needs that we're in need of will be given to us. And so help us as we put you first in our life today, Lord, to remember that you're going to take care of us, how, regardless how dark the valley may be. We know there's a mountain, but there's a mountain, there's a valley, there's a shadow, there has to be light. And we know, Lord, you're that light. And so we pray, Lord, we can focus on you during this time. I pray for those that are here who've never trusted you as Lord and Savior of their life. They're going through a very dark time in their life by themselves. They don't know which way to go, which way to turn. But today you've spoken to their heart, and I pray they'll put their faith and trust in you, not only to receive you as Lord and receive eternal life, but, Lord, to receive you as a Savior, Lord, the good shepherd, the one who takes care of his flock, I pray they'll experience you in that way today. Thank you for what you're going to do as the invitation is given as you speak to hearts. Lord, I'm just a human, human being, trouble with words from time to time. But Lord, you can take words and you can carry it to a person's heart and you can speak to them in the way that you want them to hear and you can direct their paths. And that's what I'm praying you'll do today. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.